0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm interested to to hear more about about these bands because we, we did an interview with someone uh, maybe about a half a year ago who yeah. wrote a book about underground music in Japan. And he was saying that, that a lot, for a lot of underground bands, it was kind of something that uh, a band would do uh, in between, like, uh, right kind of like before they got their really serious in their career. And then once yeah, they career yeah, started, yeah. they would be like, okay, the band's over. But it sounds like the the bands that, <laughs> yeah. uh, that that you're working with in Japan are are maybe not uh, in the the vein of like Johnny's or or like um, Idols or something like that. But but they're like still career. But they yeah they're very serious yeah. uh, rock bands and and this is this is their career.
1: Yeah, you know I mean Shonen Knife you know, is is a, is a little bit different than, than uh, the other bands. You know, um, they've had some levels of success around the globe and, you mm. know, they can spend their year traveling around and playing shows and uh, doing their thing. You know, the other bands, you know, here in the States as well as in Japan are still really slugging it out. You know, they're great bands, but they're still really slugging it out. So, you know, the experiences are a little different for them here. I think Yoria has probably seen, from Pinky Doodle Poodle, has probably seen both sides of this, and it's probably still seeing both sides of this currently, um, you know, which I think is pretty rare.
0: Hi, and welcome to the Tofugu Podcast. My name is Michael.
2: My name is Jamal.
0: And today we talked to a really cool person. Yep. Whose name was?
2: I don't know. What is it?
0: Robbie Taycac. Oh, that? Oh,
2: are you serious? Yeah. The dude, the bassist from the Goo Goo Dolls?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we got to talk to Robbie Tekak, uh, who is the bassist for the Goo Goo Dolls. You may have heard of them. Yeah. And uh, he is also running a record label that has a lot of really cool Japanese yes. rock on it. Yeah. So we got to talk to him G-rock. about uh, how uh, bands get to the U.S. Yeah. to come tour.
2: I mean, the various, you know, uh, w- what they have to go through to get here, um, kind of just how their sound is built and uh, kind of their attitudes when, they, when they're creating music. I mean, we really got uh, into a lot of, you know, kind of abstract concepts and a lot of real technical concepts. And it was really interesting to just sit down and um, chat with somebody on that level.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know his his perspective coming from uh, you know years in the music industry yeah. with like many platinum records. And I mean,
2: a producer in his own rights, a rock star in his own rights, uh, and, and a re- and a label manager. You know? Yeah,
0: so getting to hear like how his perspective on how you know all all the ins and outs of yeah, yeah. of running a label works was, was pretty cool. Yeah, we really got lucky. Yeah, so uh, yeah, let's get into the show.
2: And away
0: we yeah. go. Hello, welcome to the Tofugu podcast. My name is Michael. Hi, my name is Jamal. And today with us, uh, we have a very special guest uh, named Robbie Teikak. You may know him from all of the songs from your childhood. Uh, he's the <laughs> bassist for the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, thank you, Robbie, hey, hey. for being here. Yeah, of course. Of course, man. Yeah, so uh, Robbie, uh, if there is anyone who doesn't know who you are, uh, could you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I started, uh, uh, the Goo Dolls with, with my partner, Johnny, about 32 years ago and, uh, spent a lot of time traveling around, playing rock shows and making records and got lucky and, um, did well after about 12 years of driving around in a van and toured the world and went to a bunch of Grammy, uh, uh, shows. Didn't win any, but (laughs) got uh, nominated for a bunch and, uh, So yeah, sold a bunch of records and uh, met my wife in Japan about 20 years ago and uh, got involved uh, with Japanese music from there.
0: Yeah, and and I know today the main thing that we want to talk about is uh, your record label, which has Mm -hmm. a lot of Japanese rock on it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's called Good Caramel is the name of the record. Which is very difficult for some Japanese people to say, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, good uh, caramel records is uh, the name of the label, and it started out. Uh, I was releasing music from uh, folks in my hometown here in Buffalo, New York, where I uh, grew up. And um, one of my bands went over to uh, a band called uh, Juliet Dagger mm. went over to do some shows in Japan, and we had met Naoko along the way, and. Wanted to see if maybe she wanted to get involved with the project with the band, and she did. And they recorded a little bit of music together, and we became friends. And um, Shonen Knife was going through some changes in their career. Mm-hmm. And uh, for anybody who, does, who doesn't know who's listening, Shona Knife's uh, awesome band from Osaka, Japan. They've been around since the '80s. Toured with Nirvana and mm-hmm. Sonic Youth and Red Cross, and awesome. uh, I could yeah I could go on and on uh, about how awesome these ladies are but uh yeah um met them and uh started working with them a little bit here in the states and it's been a 10-year relationship now that we've released records together we've recorded records together here in the states and done tours together i've driven their van for them around the country uh yeah um and it's just been great and uh it started uh a relationship with, some, uh, with uh, Japanese music, um, you know, through uh, my wife, I met a few people through some mm-hmm. friends in Japan, because uh, I, I, I travel there frequently to visit family and, and just hang out because I love it there, mostly Tokyo, actually. And uh, yeah, I met a few bands there, and uh, they come over here and record albums here at my studio in the States, and we put tours together for them all and uh, kind of make it happen uh, all through the Good Carmel Records label.
0: Yeah. And, and that's a a pretty exciting thing for me. Most of pretty much my whole college experience, I was listening to Shonen Knife. Uh, mm. So getting to talk about them a little bit is is pretty cool. So it sounds like the, the label kind of started with Shonen Knife. Um, you met with the band and th- were they the first band on your label? Is that kind of how the label was formed or did you want to make a label well. before that?
1: Yeah, I had a I I was releasing music from uh my hometown here, Buffalo, and right it was uh I found it's it's a quick way to make enemies mm. uh having a little <laughs> record label in your hometown after you've had some success and left and come back and uh yeah, it was it was it was tough, but um uh I met a lot of great people through it and uh my studio is still open now. You know, I I came here back in uh God it was probably 15 years ago now and uh opened a studio here and um that is what sort of launched the label so so the label's been around a little bit longer than uh shonen knife but shonen knife was our foray into kind of getting into things that was outside of uh you know you know our uh, city limits here in buffalo okay
0: okay and and then you uh who, who was the second uh band that you brought onto the label
1: uh, the second band that we worked with was a band called Sushi Mami Ray, who we released a couple records by. Um, they're a pretty awesome band. They're still out touring and recording right now in Japan. We haven't released their last couple records, but uh, I know they're still out there doing it. And then we uh, signed a band called Lazy Guns Brisky mm. after that, who uh, actually have just reunited again. Another amazing band uh, out of Tokyo. Then a band called The Molise who uh, oh. we still work with now. Actually, they just uh, finished doing a record here in uh, Buffalo with us. This will be their second record they recorded here oh, okay. uh, at my place. Yeah, they used to record in Tokyo when we would release their records.
2: Oh, okay. But, awesome. uh, yeah, What's the, what's yeah, the record
1: called? They're, the new one, I'm not quite sure what they're going to call it, actually. Oh, the okay. uh, latest one that they put out is called Signs. Oh. Uh, and the one before that is called uh, uh, Five is the name of that. and. I think we've released five records by them nice. at this point. Really great band. Also, uh, DJ Sashimi, who is uh, actually my wife, no. <laughs> um, and uh, she does some DJing and stuff. She's going to be playing uh, along with Molise this year at the uh, Brooklyn Cherry Blossom Festival. Actually, which is which is uh, pretty exciting. It's pretty, pretty, sweet. A big event. Yeah, and uh, uh, another band we work with, uh, Pinky Doodle Poodle, who we we. Uh, have released four records by their hard rock band with uh, their singer used to be in a band called Honeybee. Um, uh, her name's Yuria. She's been involved in some anime and some video games and stuff like mm. that, uh, singing some theme songs and stuff like that for uh, anime. Uh, yeah, and uh, so uh, we've released a bunch of records by them here as well. So, yeah, and uh, that's about the stable right now. Uh, we also uh, released some music by a band called Trico. I don't know if you ever heard of them. We, we, uh, did some stuff by them as well, but, uh, yeah, man, you know, it's a, it's a rich, awesome scene and, you know, uh, the music industry now is pretty nuts, you know, it's in a state of flux that I don't, you know, the industry itself doesn't understand and, mm. you know, it's really, you know, I think it's really up to people who are, uh, you know, apostles for certain types of music, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. To kind of, you know, help them along and make sure that, 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 uh, you know, things are going okay for them and and uh, you know, these are one of the bands. You, you know you know those are a bunch of the bands we're working with now, for sure.
0: Okay, cool. yeah, I'm interested to to hear more about about these bands because we we did an interview with someone uh, maybe about a half a year ago who yeah. wrote a book about underground music in Japan. And he was saying that a lot for a lot of underground bands, it was kind of something that uh, a band would do uh in between like uh right kind of like before they got their really serious in their career and then once yeah, their career yeah, started yeah. they would be like okay the band's over but it sounds like the the <laughs> bands that <laughs> yeah. uh that, that you're working with in Japan are are maybe not uh in the the vein of like Johnny's or or like um idols or something like that but but they're like still career but musicians but they yeah they're very serious yeah. uh, rock bands and and this
1: is this is their career yeah you know i mean shonen knife you know, is is a, is a little bit different than than uh, the other bands. You know, um, they've had some levels of success around the globe and, you mm. know, they can spend their year traveling around and playing shows and uh, doing their thing. You know, the other bands, you know, here in the States as well as in Japan are still really slugging it out. You know, they're great bands, but they're still really slugging it out. So, you know, the experiences are a little different for them here. I think Yoria has probably seen, from Pinky Doodle Poodle, has probably seen both sides of this and is probably still seeing both sides of this currently um, you know which I think is pretty rare quite honestly you mm. know with the way the idol business works I think right. um, yeah but um, you know I think they're just more dedicated players and you know they love their bands and you know and they love what they do and you know the the groups we work with you know the majority of them you know aren't aren't a bunch of kids you know Shona and I been at it you know since the 80s yeah um, You know uh uh pinky doodle poodle's been together 10 years Melissa's put out six seven records you know you know you know so they're bands that you know feel like they're committed and and for a dude like me you know who you know goes out and tours with my band and and you know and you know i'm busy doing that and Mm -hmm. i have a recording studio and i have a not-for-profit i run here in buffalo and you know so i got a lot of stuff going on and You know, it's great to see people who are motivated to, you know, move forward and make things happen. And you know, it makes it a lot easier for me to jump in and feel like, you know, I want to help them because I know they're going to be there to work and, Mm -hmm. you know, try to make it happen.
2: That's very interesting because I guess when you're trying to manage these kind of specific bands that are that are very different, I guess, from the traditional kind of underground scene in Japan, and then kind of manage them um, and push them to an American audience, what would you say would like is kind of the differentiation between? um, an American label managing like a Korean musician versus like a label in Japan managing, um, like kind of those more, I just want to do this and see if I get famous. And if I don't, then it's, you know, I'm going to become a salaryman after that. Yeah.
1: I think there's a very, you know, the business structure in Japan's unbelievably stringent, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the way things work, you know, the, you know, the boss, slash staff relationship Mm. you know is you know is very very real even in in the world of music you know um i think things are much more casual here kind Mm. of and we sort of let things happen you know and and uh you know i think you know even from a band you know from my band being in japan you know you know touring in vans and, and and you know and then buses and you know seeing how things work and then going to Japan and seeing, you know, thinking we were organized, you yeah. know, thinking we, you know, and oh, my goodness, you know, it was like, uh, you know, it was like another level. So, right. you know, I think I think your expectations have to be managed a little bit, you know, when you're making your way from Japan to the States mm. here. And, and, and uh, you know, you you really got to understand I li- I like for bands to go out on a short run you know, just so they can kind of understand what it's all about, you know, mm. before they actually get out there Gotta and realize the that they, yeah, and, well, yeah, and understand that they, act, you know, do a little run around the Northeast, you know, s- six, seven hours at a time before you send them on, you know, 14-hour drives between shows, right. you yeah. know, between, uh, you know, Missoula, Montana, <laughs> you know, wherever <laughs> else you happen to be sending them that <laughs> yeah. night, yeah.
0: So I, I'm i kind of, for, for me personally, I, I kind of want to know a little bit more of what what goes into running a label because you, you mentioned like you're you're doing a lot with with your band you're still touring with your band mm-hmm. and um you just released a record that was it this year and last year so yeah yeah busy we just with released that.
1: two actually yeah yeah we've been busy man we we we, we did a super super long tour for of that last record and then we did uh we're doing uh a tour of uh oh man all over the place indonesia hungary uh, no, just maybe. all over europe uh and and uh the southeast asia next year so oh,
2: awesome oh, be pretty really cool. exciting
1: yeah
0: so with all that on your plate um like w- what what goes into running a label and how do you find time for it because i kind of imagine like okay if you're running a label is it just like you're like i like the cut of your jib kid you're on the label and then you just <laughs> like send them off
1: or it sounds
0: like there's a lot more work to it than oh, that
1: yeah you know i mean everything's you know, it's a very DIY world we're in right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I used to laugh and say, you know, like, you know, like you get your hundred thousand dollar record deal. Um, you know, they were they were handing them out like hotcakes years ago. Yeah. You know, now it's like forget it. You know, they you know they they barely exist. But you know, you would spend that hundred thousand dollars on things that you're pretty much dealing with right now. Yeah. Um, you know, for free. You know, like. Um, you know like making videos and you know mm-hmm. making your website and uh being able to you know record affordably and and uh, get your music out there through through reasonable distribution channels mm-hmm. you know um you know that's stuff all stuff that's available to you so that's all stuff that myself and my wife who pretty much is the staff for the label you know mm-hmm. the non touring the non touring staff for the label um you know, most of it falls on us. Um, So, you know, a lot of it happens on the laptops. You know, we have a distributor, you know, we have publicists, you know, we have, you know, booking agents, you know, we have people, you know, we outsource the things that a lot of labels used to do on their own back when the labels were a little bit bigger. But, you know, you find in the major labels doing that too. So, Mm. you know, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just another element in the tornado that that, that is every day, I guess, you know, mm, you know yeah. that, that is all sort of funneled through my laptop.
2: I guess also with those kind of like changes that we're seeing, um, I know one big thing that's kind of uh, that the music industry is dealing with and something that all labels seem to be dealing with is um, like streaming numbers. And I know that um, in Japan, uh, like physical releases and like physical copies of CDs and uh, are kind of still a big thing. Um, are you seeing any sort of is that still a big thing uh, for your artists or is that is streaming more important? How are you? How are you? Uh, I guess managing the balance between the two.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's inevitable that streaming is going to be the way people listen to music. Mm. I mean, you know, with bandwidth increasing and you know, services, you know, becoming more and more intuitive yeah. and and such. You know, I mean, it's only. It. it I think it's only it's the only thing you can imagine is going to happen, I think, mm-hmm. you know. But there are markets that still love that kind of stuff, you know. I mean, you know, you can still, you know, walk through a Tower Records in Japan and discover mm. new music. Like yeah. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean here in Portland um, you know, you we find still have like in...
2: tons of record stores and C D shops and stuff like that just kind of scattered around yeah. the city.
1: Yeah, you guys are lucky to be able to, to to be in a population of folks who understand. That's mm. about the only way I can put it. Like mm-hmm. like um <laughs> you know um you know and you know and they're scattered all over. They're just scattered very heavily where you guys yeah. are. Um yeah, you know, I mean, we're, we're finding for, you know, bands like showing a knife and 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 such, you know, vinyl was big mm. uh for a little while. Um it slowed down a little bit now, but um you know, a lot of it is Point of purchase sale, I hate to say, for mm. like uh, hard copy stuff, CDs, DVDs, uh, you know, cassettes, you know, eight tracks, <laughs> you mm. know, uh, USB sticks, mm. uh, uh, wax cylinders, whatever we decide to bring out and, you mm-hmm. know, try to get try to get people to buy because, you know, it's uh Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, you know, and all the runs are really, really small too now, you know, but you'll do runs on numerous formats, you know, and, you know, and that helps, you know, and, you know, other merch too, you know, there's, you know, there's a reason why a lot of these record stores are selling punching nun dolls now, you know, instead of music, you know, it's because, you know, they can, they can make some money from that stuff as well. And so, you know, you got to be a little bit creative and, and, uh. And like I said, you know, when we first started talking, you gotta love what you do, you know, mm. and you know it's got to be worth it for you to do it because you know it's always not gonna be a, uh, you know, a day in the black, right? You right. know, when you're running a little boutique record label, but you know, we're doing good, and uh, you know, a- a- as I said, you know, the bands are like family right. to us, so you know, it's really, uh, you know, it's really something we look forward to getting up and
2: doing every day. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I was curious about um, how the bands work since they are their bands based in japan right mm-hmm. and um your yeah. label releases their music to the west do they do they have record labels in japan also or are you the record label in japan
1: shonen knife has a few record labels they're on valve records in australia uh i think they're currently shopping in the uk i know the last couple of records have come out damnably Records, mm, um, they're okay. on, they're on, yeah, they're on Vine in Japan, and and they're on Good Caramel in the States. Um, you know, and those labels all help them. You know, in each market. Uh, the other bands, it's, it's sometimes we distribute worldwide. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, they do some releases through some other labels as well. We've done a couple with uh, Sony as well, which. Is it's really difficult for a small label in the States to do <laughs> yeah. uh interface with like a large Japanese company. It's mm. like you know, everything you know, the, the T's are dotted and you know, I, mean, I mean the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted yeah. like, like 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 to levels that are just unbelievable. So <laughs> yeah, we, yeah was so yeah, so we sort of backed away from that a little bit. Um and uh we sort of like to deal with the bands more directly. You know, because it's it's a much more pleasant experience for us.
0: So, do you usually look for bands who who don't have a label then? Because then it sounds like you don't have to deal with like maybe their label or
1: our bigger label like Sony or something like that. That's just sort of what happened. We we work. We started working with a bunch of bands, and the bands that were on the larger labels sort of sort of faded away a little bit uh, because we had a little bit of trouble working with them. And one of them, Lazy Guns Brisky, ended up breaking up. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. And leaving and Sushimami Ray actually left, uh, Sony, they were on Sony as well, and they left but uh, uh went on to do indie releases on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't actually break up, and oh, okay. like I said, they're still out touring right now.
0: So, how does the, the kind of music that is on your label I don't know how else to put it? I really, really like it. But I can't seem to find music like that in the mainstream in Japan. Maybe I'm just not looking at mm. it right. But
1: that's, it seems uh, like I don't think it's really there. I don't think it's there. Yeah, you know? like I mean, most of it's I like think, Johnny's and kind of yeah.
0: like like Exile. It's like the giant boy band that has like twenty guys in it or something. <laughs> yeah, and that's like yeah, what yeah. people seem to like. So it's like uh,
1: yeah. You know, we you know we watch music station in our house just to kind of see what's going on at the time, but I have to say I wait till it plays and then I DVR it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I mean, you know J-pop you know in the whole and and I guess K-pop now is 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 just as big, you know, in Japan. I mean, I I it really has you know it's always dominated but it's really like it's really difficult right now for american bands you know you you know for non-japanese speaking bands quite honestly you know you know it's really difficult right now Mm. um you know the market's really 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 closed Mm. and and uh you know i think you're seeing uh i think you're seeing an awful lot of trying to think of the right uh way to put it like um they're marketing directly to the Japanese people,
2: I mm. think. Mm. So they're like making <laughs> you know? music for Japan and yeah, making sure Japan feels, knows yeah, it's for them. Yeah. yeah, it feels that way. Okay. You know, it
1: you know, it feels that way when I watch it, you know, you know, and like when I watch the show, like that's pretty much what's on the what's on the radio, you know. Mm. Um you know, and and you know, I'm using that as a as a as a you know, I mean, obviously there's some great radio shows in Japan as well, you know, but I would say, you know, most of the mainstream music that you hear, you know, is Johnny music, you know, is, you know, AKB and, yeah. you know, you One know, uh, Sakainu Oware yeah, or, or uh, you know, Kari Pami Pami, all that kind of stuff like that. You know, although I, I must say we listen to an awful lot of Kari Pami Pami in my house, <laughs> um, my, my, my my my. Oh my five-year-old daughter just like loves her. She's, uh, it's like her. She's like her Mickey Mouse. I swear to you, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's, like, it's amazing. She's as bad as it's adorable. Amazing.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, you know, I think I think uh, you know it's it's difficult for American bands right now, and um, you know, but I do think that there's uh, you know things go in cycles, you know, mm. and you know, and for a while you were seeing you know a lot of crossover, and you know, we're really hoping to see a lot more of that ourselves, you know. Mm. Uh, Dolls haven't been over to Japan in a really long time, man. It's been probably eight years since we've been there last. Mm. So we're really looking forward to returning sometime soon, for sure.
0: Yeah, so it sounds kinda like the Japanese music industry's kind of insular um would you are there are there many bands trying to get exposure in the West, or are they is or are, are a lot of bands just like, Oh, we only care about Japan?
1: Yeah, I think bands are. I mean, I think there's bands who who are. I mean, you know, our our government's certainly not making it any easier mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. cultural exchanges to happen, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, for the most part, we're filling out the same paperwork, you know, as Nike is, you know, to get people in mm-hmm. to play um, music and lose money, <laughs> mm-hmm. quite honestly. You know, it's so crazy. Like, Like, you really have to make it look much better than the situation really is to even get people here to play because um, you know it's unfathomable to people that people would come over because they want to play music for people and just because they want to play music for people right um you know they're not over here to make a killing you know they're over here to make music and um you know it really is a shame that things are treated you know the same way um you know uh, financially for these bands you know visas are very very expensive man Mm. And, uh, the process, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, man. And, you know, we've been through it with a few bands at this point and, you know, I mean, I guess I understand, you know, how it works, but, you know, it's really, really difficult. So I think a lot of bands, you know, would like to, you know, and, you know, and in a lot of ways it's a long shot, you know, most of these bands are singing in Japanese, you know, um, you know, it may be a limited audience, you know, um, you know, but, um, I think, you know, some of them get tastes of audiences over here and, um. You know, would you really say? Enjoy it.
2: Would you say that um, the language barrier is kind of, I guess, a big factor? Because uh, I mean, I listen to a lot of, like, I listen to a lot of K-pop and like a lot of like like East Asian rap, and I can't really understand what they're saying, but I really enjoy it. And I don't know if that's like yeah. a transferable thing. I think the
1: people that take the time and really start to listen, you know, mm-hmm. the choruses, t- the, the the choruses tend to come back to English most of the time, mm-hmm. with with, uh, you know, with a lot of these bands who are influenced by. Uh, you know uh uh, western music you know um you know it you know it 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 tends to come back that way a lot so yeah you know i think i think uh know, yeah i think that that's one of the most interesting things actually is is the lens Mm. that the western music is sort of seen through Mm -hmm. by the japanese acts and i think that that's the thing that makes me the most intrigued by a lot of what i hear like like um you know uh you know, Shonen knife is definitely influenced by by some bands that you know you can almost put your finger on pretty easily, but it's their version of it that's so intriguing to me. Same thing with Pinky Doodle Poodle; they've like discovered like American Boogie Rock on this yeah, last yeah. record that they did, and it's just like, wow, where did this come from? Like it's just from <laughs> Mars or something like that. But you know, it's it's, it, it's their way of of, of you know, showing you this music that they love, you know, through this lens, you know, which is, you know, made of a difference. You know, it's funny. My wife, my my wife's from from uh, from Edogawa, uh, and 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 she, she, so she, she sings different songs to my daughter. My my daughter's growing up bilingual too, and so the song she sings to them, to to my daughter. They have different melodies they're based on different scales Mm. than the songs we sang when we were kids Mm. and they, they sing some of those songs too but i do think that the music that you grow up with you know and you know the things you hear when you're a kid as you're growing up like it can't help but influence what happens down the line and i i think when you hear these bands you know Reaching out into into Western styles like like that's when it gets really interesting to me, man (laughs) You know and uh, so, you know, that's one of the things I love about each of these bands, you know that I work with is is is, you know, I can I can relate to what they're trying to do because sometimes I don't even know until they explain it to me, right. you know, and then I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, I guess that is like that, you know, and, you know, and then it sort of sends us in a great direction, you know, so when I'm producing a record for one of them or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, it'll, 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 it'll pull us in a really cool direction. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, you know, it's that lens yeah, that, yeah. that uh, you know, that colors the whole thing.
0: Hey, we're gonna take a quick break from yeah.
2: the interview oh to God. do your it's so intense. F- yeah, yeah.
0: Gonna do your your favorite part of the show, the Ooh, ad. What? Oh man, everyone loves advertising. Bada, bada,
2: bada, bada. Gonna sell you stuff.
0: Yeah. So we're just gonna talk real quick about a little thing we like to call WaniKani. Mm. That's the kanji learning app that we make here at Tofugu. Yes. And it's actually, I think, as of today, uh, when this posts. It'll be on sale, Ooh. so you can get it for a lot cheaper than you normally get could. On
2: the, get it on the low low.
0: But uh, what is Wanikani, Jamal?
2: Wanikani, man, I don't know. I don't. I don't. That's not my department. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as a as a user of Wanikani, as an avid user, it is an app that is uh, designed to help you learn kanji uh, through space repetition, and it helps you learn it a lot like a lot faster and uh, more effective effectively. Yeah. And so. It also
0: uses mnemonics which yep. help create stories in your head. The M is silent. Yeah. Then it is <laughs> it is silent. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's started, it starts starts with an mn. Uh so yeah, it combines mnemonics with space repetition uh and it helps you learn 2000 kanji, 6000 vocabulary oh my in God. as little as 1 year if you go Wait. super fast, 2, two years if you go fast. Uh, is, that, is
2: that a is that a good amount? Is is two thousand enough?
0: Yeah, two thousand uh, is the the about the amount you need to like read what? everything in daily life. Really? Like you can read novels, you can read newspapers. You're all set. Can I
2: read my manga?
0: You can read manga, yeah. Really? So
2: can I read uh, the subtitles on my anime? Yeah. What about TV well, if they're in shows? Japanese,
0: the Japanese subtitles, <laughs> not the English subtitles. <laughs> Uh, but one of the reasons, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about with Wani Kani that I don't know if we've touched on uh, is how it really makes the hardest part of learning Japanese easy. The hardest mm-hmm. part of learning kanji. Because mm-hmm. the hardest part of learning any language isn't really the language itself necessarily. I mean, that is pretty hard. It's all, it is hard. Yeah. But the really hard part is figuring out how to study it. Because mm-hmm. if you're just like, hey, here's these kanji. They exist. Now what are you going to do? Yeah. How are you going to learn them? That's, like, a pain. Yeah. Um, so, like, you could pick up books. Some of them don't do a great job. Um, but Wani Kani really, like, mm-hmm. holds your hand. Um. And, I mean, it holds your hand and drags you through, like, the most difficult thing you could be dragged through.
2: Yeah. I think it, I mean, I would say that uh, coming from a classroom environment, and that's where I kind of started learning my kanji. Mm-hmm. Um, Wani Kani kind of is a lot more effective from, and I don't know it kind of feels like I'm because it, it's up to you like it kind of feels like it's up to you um, and it just yeah it does it it pulls you through kind of but it doesn't like it I don't know like you're not on the ground flailing because you don't understand it right yeah you know in a classroom sometimes it's like you you'd slip and fall and like oh I'm I'm too far behind mm-hmm. and they just keep going and you don't really understand something but through Wani Kani it's just kind of like okay it stays with you and it helps you to learn right yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that's like the, for me personally, I think that's the reason I keep using it. I don't keep using it because I work here, right? Like, right. if it didn't work, I'd be like, sorry, it doesn't work. It's yeah. like, well, you know, I'm I'm really glad to work at a place where we sell something that works really well. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's I I tried studying kanji before I I found Wanikani and. I, I actually just kind of stopped because I'm like, uh, I'm just yeah. writing these over and over. It's not really sticking for me. But now like things that I study on Wanikani, I just do it every day. Mm-hmm. And then when I see it in the wild, I'm like, bam, It's it, it yeah. just comes right when out. Uh, I know it.
2: When I'm surfing Tumblr for my Vaporwave aesthetic art, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I can read some of this now. It's like, oh, that doesn't make sense. Wow, I didn't know that these words didn't make sense before. Now I know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's 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 kind of... As close to magic as you can say, as, as you can get. Yeah. I mean, that's how it's been for me. It's felt like kind of study magic.
2: I think it, it, if you've, it's like, especially if you started studying before using, if like, if you used other things other than Wani like I'm sure there's other methods that are effective, but I don't know if they're as effective as Wani Kani mm-hmm. just from, I guess, again, the classroom. It's just, I couldn't get anything because it was in stroke order was always like something that completely just threw me for a loop. Yeah. And so coming into Wani Kani and just having that system that is set in place and having you memorize, um, just get through everything. I, I don't know why it just, it feels faster. It just feels fast and I get it. So it's not like I'm confused half the time. Yeah.
0: It feels faster and it is faster. Yeah. Cause if you study it, the rote memorization way, it'll take you about 10 years to learn all that kanji. That's just how long it takes doing yeah. it, that method. But our method goes al- at least, at least cuts that in half if you mm. go slow. Um, but anyway, you can check it out, uh, get the first three levels for free to try it out. Um, it's
2: free Why not give it a go,
0: give it a go, but now we'll, we'll get back to the show and you can check it on, check it on out after you're done listening. Yeah. What, What would you say are some of the, uh. The influences of of the bands on your label, um, just so listeners can kind of get an idea of, of what the yeah. sounds are like. And...
1: Well, I think I think Shonen Knife loves, you know, the Ramones. They love a lot of like girl groups mm. uh, from the '60s and stuff like that. I think they love like Blue Oyster Cult and, uh, uh, in their own charming way, Motorhead. <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, now that you, know, you say the Ramones, heavier... I
2: totally hear that in her, in their music yeah. I've heard. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a little bit of the Beach Boys, maybe, I don't know, you know, Red Cross, Mm. uh, Nirvana, you know, like, you know, like all that sort of added up. And, you know, they've gone through sort of phases as well. You know, now they're, you know, in very much so like this sort of UK British rock kind of kind of vibe, which is which which I'm digging a lot. Um, And uh, the Molise is they're kind of. It's this sort of like Pixies meets Disco meets sort of like Iggy Pop, mm. you know, uh, uh, but like with this kind of weird sort of sci-fi spin on the whole thing, you know, um, mm. and uh, yeah, uh, you know, they love The Police, they love uh, Velvet Underground, like that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think you can really hear that in their <laughs> music. And then there's uh Pinky Doodle Poodle, like I said, uh they, they love the M C five and and uh hard you know, hard rock bands, uh Muddy Waters, blues music, uh Deep Purple, um, you know, uh uh Bad Brains, um, mm. you know, stuff like that. And uh like I said, you know, all combined with these these uh it, and, and all the bands have uh, female lead singers as well. And uh, combined with the the just the just the tonal qualities of their voices and and this music and the different types of scales, like I said, it ju- it just sort of pulls us in a really interesting uh, direction, you know. When 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 we get together and make music,
0: that's really cool. Yeah, I, I totally I mean, hear all those those influences now that now that you mentioned them. So uh, when when did you first go to Japan?
1: The first time we went was in '95. We we were playing at uh, we played like. I think Club Quattro and the Liquid Room and a couple other places, Osaka, maybe Nagoya, maybe Tokyo, and maybe Yokohama. I think we played, too. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, and, uh, I actually met my wife first time we were over there. and, and
0: uh, Okay, in 95?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, 95. That's and, really and, cool. And then, yeah, and then we uh, came back a couple other times, played Zep, and, uh, in Tokyo and some kind of like larger, larger rooms, that size, and Bay Hall, that kind of place, and mm. and uh, Summer Sonic after that, which was absolutely amazing in Osaka and Tokyo, and uh, yeah, and it's and that was the last time we were were there, and I, I think that was like I said, probably eight years ago. So, uh, but we're I know there's some Southeast Asia stuff coming up now that we're just booking, so. I would imagine we were just in Manila and uh, Thailand and didn't make it over there. So I would imagine this time we're going to try to make a swing back because it's just been way too long.
0: Yeah, that'd be re- that'd be really cool. I'm sure to be mm-hmm. able to play there. Uh, but you you go there often to visit family? You said, right?
1: I go a couple times a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My in laws live there, and and uh, I, I I have some friends there. Uh, uh, an American actor who does some stuff on on. Uh, for a Benisei, which is uh, Shimajiro, and you know all the English language programs and stuff like oh, okay, that. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. He does some TV hosting for NHK as well, and uh, yeah, and I appeared on one of his TV shows over there once. That was pretty fun. Oh, uh, NHK is like singing. the
0: best kids shows. I yeah, think.
1: yeah, man. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. Yeah, he did. He did the uh, the uh, sh- the uh, Shimajiro uh, Christmas show. And uh, I got to bring my daughter down. and, and oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, bring him to see. And, yeah, uh, really, really dug it. That's and, precious. And, uh, yeah, and funny, I've gotten to meet, like, a bunch of the folks. We have, you know, we have TV Japan here. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, we don't we don't like to watch her a whole bunch. We don't like for her to watch a whole bunch of TV. But when she does, we prefer it's Jap- in Japanese. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we feel like she's getting something out of it as well, yeah. you know. And uh, so, you know, she watches a lot of the, the the great shows. Have you guys ever seen Design Ah? Have you ever seen that show before?
0: No, I've never no. seen that.
1: Man, if you ever get a chance, there's this guy, this producer that used to be he's a musician that used to be in a band called Pizzicato Five years oh, ago. Yeah, and, and, 5. Uh, yeah his awesome. yeah, his name's Cornelius. I don't know if you ever heard of him before, but he's like a DJ electronic kind of producer oh, yeah, sort of Cornelius.
0: guy. I listen to him Cornelius. In a lot
1: too. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh yeah, and uh, he uh, does all the music for this kids show called Design Ah, which is on NHK. It's just it's mm. just unbelievable, man. It's like a minimalist deconstruction of like items and things set to his like like ambient music. It's it's oh, it's amazing. just wild, man. Yeah, it's just just wild, man. Yeah, there's
0: so much awesome. creativity so, in in those, those oh, kids shows. Like, yeah. in, anytime I go to Japan, I just turn on NHK in the morning. And I'm like, if I'd grown up watching this, I'd be like the smartest, (laughs) artsiest kid.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So we spent a lot of time there. And, you know, each time we go, you know, it was funny when I when I first came around, my wife sort of sort of discovered that she hadn't really gone a lot of places. You know, like Tokyo is such a huge city. She really didn't venture out all that much. There was just so much to do when she was there. Mm. So when we go there, we usually try to kind of reach out and. You know, visit a couple other places. We've been to, you know, um, Shimoda, and we've been to, of course, Kyoto, and mm. you know, Hiroshima, and yeah. uh, you know, you know, just traveled around to to a whole bunch of different places. Oh. So, I've actually gotten to see an awful lot of places over the over the, uh, the years. You know, outside of the city centers and. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, I really appreciate my time over there for sure.
2: Are there any places you could just throw out there for listeners, like, hey, if you're if you're there, definitely go to this place. If if you're a fan, yes,
1: yes, yes, Shimoda is absolutely unbelievable. It's where the it's 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 where the ships first came. You know, it's where the black ships came. You oh, know, Perry okay. and oh, the black yeah. ships. And yeah, yeah, that's really pretty amazing. Uh, I would also I would always say Kyoto. You know, I mean what are you going to say
2: mm-hmm, you know right. uh, yeah, it's 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 places. just
1: it's just yeah it's just beautiful um kanazawa is really great they have some great gardens mm-hmm. there uh yeah um yeah i mean there's, there's just so many great places you know um uh, yeah. nara nara of course you know is you know is great uh matsumoto you know, it, amazing castle uh, you know, in, uh, in uh, Nagano. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Okinawa, I don't know, man. There's just so many great yeah, places yeah. to go, yeah, you, you just know, all it's like a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like yeah, writing these down yeah. to be
0: like, actually, I've never been to Shimoda. I've never been to Kamizawa. Yeah
1: yeah it's it's there's just so many great places to go, and like I said, you know I, I we just sort of made it our 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 goal to see an awful lot of places and try to mm. you know you know see a lot of the cultures and, and and you know the different cultures of Japan. it's crazy you know how much just even internally is going on there it's It's, it's awesome. I love it.
0: Yeah, awesome. Did you get to to feed the deer in Nara. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did, but my daughter was scared to death of them. Man, yeah. they're they're they're, pre- they're pretty aggressive, man. They know where you're going with yeah. the whole thing when you walk in. You know, like they have like you know a a, 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 a spidey sense. You know, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They zone in on you. Yeah, I can. I was. I
0: was the grown grown person when i met those deer and i was scared of them so yeah it's, it's pretty
1: intense yeah yeah we happened to be there during and i'm i'm, I'm embarrassed i'm gonna forget the name of the festival but we happened to be there during a festival uh uh this uh, last time that we uh, visited and uh it was pretty awesome man it was like a samurai festival and they were all That's on awesome. horseback and kind of driving through the streets yeah just riding That's through the cool. streets and in costume and stuff yeah yeah it was yeah it was great
2: all right if you're listening great. listener Go see the samurai festival and be scared of some deer. Yeah, yeah. man, <laughs>
1: can't beat it. Can't beat it.
0: Yeah, I think the first time I went there, uh, <laughs> I saw a, a dad give her little girl some of the the crackers for the the deer, and then just like pushed her into the field, <laughs> and in like two seconds, all the deer like just descended upon her, and she screamed, yeah. and he had to like jump in and like pull
1: her out and. Uh,
0: I think she was okay, but it seemed pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. They're pretty intense, man. They're pretty intense. But uh, yeah, it's great bringing my daughter over there. You know, it, you know, having, and, and, and she's doing a huge amount of translating for me. You know, my, my, uh, my uh, Japanese is not amazing. So, mm. so it's, uh, you know, I know a little, but, but, uh, but uh, she has surpassed me at six, which it, which which pisses <laughs> me off in a way, but uh, I'm super happy about it too. Yeah. kids <laughs> have
0: those great language yeah. brains where they can just like absorb language. Oh man, it. it's unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. So so when you're in Japan um, and you you run into people, do you do you meet people who who know your band pretty well?
1: Yeah, you know they. Uh, yeah, y- you know like. I, I'm sure it's not, I, I mean, we're not wildly popular there, but I'm mm. sure I'm noticeable when I'm walking around there. You know, it's, you know, most, you know, like a lot of Westerners, you know, if, if you're walking around a mall in, and, and, uh, you know, Tokyo, you know, people check you out. And, you know, there's a chance, you know, there's a one in a hundred chance they might know. So, yeah, I mean, it it it, it happens, you know, and, and uh, but it's always fun. You know, everybody's everybody's always cool. And yeah. So we enjoy it.
0: That's neat. Um, I actually wanted to, to cycle back uh, for a second when you when you talked a little bit ago about getting bands over to the U.S. You mentioned something about like paperwork and visas. Um, I mm-hmm. guess I, I just assumed like oh if a band wants to tour, buy a plane ticket, come and visit, mm-hmm. tour a little bit. But it sounds like there's a lot of like no, paperwork it's, it's involved. No,
1: it's crazy. It's like, crazy. Can man. a
0: band just like be like, hey, I'm just visiting, and while I'm here, I'm going to play music?
1: No, no, it can't be like that, unfortunately, wow. because if they catch you playing music or if they catch you recording music, even, uh, you will be banned for 10 years from the United what? States. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, it just happened to loudness. They, they came over and their paperwork wasn't in order and, and they sent them home, man.
2: Um, you know, so, they and they can't
1: come back for 10 years. S- well, I don't know that for sure about them. I sh- probably shouldn't say that about them, I but I do know not. that I've. But I've been told that 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 if that happens, I don't know what their particular circumstance is. So, but um, that's what I was told by by our by our uh, immigration attorneys is if they catch you. And uh, you know, back when I first started and and bands first started coming over here, you know, when Shonen and Knife, you know, Shona Knife had always had visas, but bands would be able to come and. Uh, uh, just sort of like get record company notes, like yeah. letters from their record company right. saying, well, they're just coming here to record and do a few shows, but they're not getting paid. You know, they're just for promotion and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And that used to kind of work, but uh, not anymore. It's things have changed unbelievably. The immigrations policies are pretty are pretty strict. That's why it always freaks me out to say, you know, you know, they talk about making them more strict, and I, mm. I just can't imagine it. Yeah, like yeah. I think about the things I've gone through with my wife, you know, you, you know, staying in the country early on, mm. you know, before we were married, and 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 uh, you know, just uh, all the things that uh, you know we go through with the bans. I mean, I'm not joking. Uh, I bet you there are a hundred pieces of evidence you need to get in. Wow. Yeah, because they won't take it. Like, you have to prove that you're doing something that no one else can do. And also, Mm -hmm. someone can't just join your band and come and play. They have to be having played with you for a certain amount of time in order to be part of your visa. That's
2: crazy. So it man. doesn't
1: look fishy. Yeah, man, it's just insane. And you have to pay an attorney because you can't figure out what to do. Mm. It's too crazy. You like you just can't figure it out. So, right. You know, and you're dealing in two languages, and it's you know translate. You know. You know, it's your, it's my wife translating until she can't take it anymore, and then it's Google Translate, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sending emails to my friends in Japan to translate. You know, I mean, whatever it can be to make it happen, and yeah. you know, um, you have to show evidence in the United States. You have to show some evidence in without having been here yet. You have to show some evidence as to why you should be here. Mm. So really, really, is a catch twenty two for most of these bands. And by this point, most women have just given up and they decide just to go play, you know, Onest and Shibuya instead, you know, because it's just, you know, it's easier. It's easier to do that. and, And, you know, it's a band it's easier to do that and lose money than it is to go to the States and lose more money. You know, I mean, I mean, that's, you know, most bands will never make a dime because they're just doing it because they love what they do. Right, right. And those are the bands that end up making money, you know, but, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but you know, it's really hard for them. And, and, uh, you know, so, so, you know, I watch what these guys go through and, you know, um, you know, it's funny with my band, you know, we go out, you know, we, you know, we have thirty people working for us. We're in buses. You know, yeah. we're flying around. You know, you know semi trucks. You know, yada yada, the whole thing. And it, you know, just a band that's been together thirty years, selling lots of records. You know, and but, you know, like I got pulled off of one of those tours. I finished one of those tours, and through a a a a, a, a uh, uh, indiscretion in staffing, I ended up driving the van for Shonen knife on their first tour here in the United States. <laughs> so I literally jumped off my tour bus into a van with these guys and drove around for seven weeks right. and like i gotta tell you man like it was awesome i yeah. loved it man i really did because you know they you know and i love what i do too i love it man like i'm one of the luckiest people in the world but right. like i i love doing that with them man like it was it was like amazing and it really it really kind of like Reignited a whole nother part of my mm. my my brain and my heart and mm. and uh, you know it's you know it's a lot of what drives this you know this whole idea with the label and you know my studio and mm. you know all the not for profit I run here and I run a little musical music education not for profit here in Buffalo that's been run for about fifteen years now and you know that's kind mm. of what drives the whole thing is just you know the energy you know that comes yeah. from that stuff it's like. It's irreplaceable man it really yeah. is and and that's why it gets me angry that it's so difficult to share this stuff mm. to share this music with with you know like you know, and you know it's our little microcosm is our five bands, but you know think think about all the stuff that 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 we've missed. You know, yeah. because because the bands just couldn't afford to get here. Definitely, you know, yeah. couldn't afford to make their careers happen, or yeah, just didn't want to go bad. through the hassle. I
2: guess. Yeah, exactly. It exactly sounds like it's just really exactly. a huge time issue and a huge time sink just to deal with that kind of what's what seems to be yeah. an arbitrary process.
1: Yeah, and everybody wants their dime, and everybody yeah. and and like I said, people can't fathom that that these bands do this because they love to play music. Mm-hmm. You know, they you know they really think they're over here trying to rip like like you know like they're they're just assuming they're coming over here to rip people off and they just they, they, they just need yeah. to be proven otherwise yeah. and then they can come in, you know, yeah. that's what it feels like, you know. It's unfortunate, but yeah. but we make it happen and uh you know, that's why we keep doing it.
0: Yeah. So listeners, if yeah. you see a Japanese band or any yeah. foreign band it yeah. sounds like coming to your area, go Support see them because yes. they went through a lot of trouble. They went through garbage. Absolutely,
1: ma'am. Buy 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 their T-shirts, buy their records, and uh, and uh, you know support what they do because because I swear to you, man, they've they've gone through a lot of trouble. I I, I can guarantee you that. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
0: So when you were you you said you were driving the 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 van for Shonen Knife on their mm. their tour here, right? Yeah. Um. Do you do you have any like good stories from that? It said it like it sounded like it kind of like was a, a fun time and something that yeah you seven know, weeks I imagine reignited this... some
1: yeah you know they're they're just awesome people it was you know it was more like you know at the time you know my band was rolling hard you know like you know like there were some guys who you know were throwing down Mm (laughs) i i i it wasn't necessarily me at that point i i i had i had sort of ruled a lot of that out of my life Mm -hmm. but you know it was a pretty crazy scene out there still 10 years ago and and uh Uh, You know, being out with Shona Knife was sort of like being on vacation with my family or something, man. It was like, you know, they're just like all so nice and like everybody was like so polite to each other. And like, like they were just out there because they wanted to play their songs for people, man. They just that's just. That's all they wanted to do. It's the only reason they were there. You yeah. know, it wasn't they they didn't want to party. They didn't want to do any of that. They just wanted to get some rest and you know, and 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 eat as much awesome food as they can yeah. if you know anything about <laughs> if you know anything about showing a knife, they love to eat. Um uh yeah, you know, eat as much, you know, sweets and awesome food as they as as they feel they could uh handle and still be shown a knife. And uh and uh yeah, and they had you know, and they have a great time. So yeah, I, I really had a great time doing that. That's and awesome. uh yeah and like i said you know it was it was a great time for it to happen to me you know you know to 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 fall into a touring situation like that and you know uh you know just kind of remember you know kind of why you know what we were doing for the first 15 years you know before you know we 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 you know we're lucky enough to you know have a mainstream explosion
2: yeah yeah, kind of get back to those roots yeah
1: i love it i love it
2: it's awesome I know you
0: you mentioned a little while ago uh about the cherry blossom festival. Is it, is that the one I have in my notes that you run that in Buffalo?
1: I'm part of a a a committee that runs one here in Buffalo. We have a we have a Japanese garden here at our historical society that's uh oh, cool. actually that actually the sister our sister city is Kanazawa and 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 they uh some ambassadors in to help uh design a Japanese garden. So we have a a, a a uh sakura matsuri festival down there every every uh spring so this will be the fourth year this year and uh uh the molise will actually be playing uh, uh that one as well as uh uh the one in brooklyn which actually hasn't been announced yet but uh okay but, you, hear, uh, you
0: heard it here first then
1: yeah but that will be happening down the road it seems so uh yeah so we're really excited to have them back and uh uh yeah, you know, uh my, my, my daughter goes to a Japanese school here in in Buffalo oh, that awesome. meets once a, once a week and so it keeps us pretty active with the Japanese community here. They we have a uh Nihongo Club and a and and a uh the, it's a small school run, mm. run 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 by students, parents and uh and uh funded a little bit by the by the uh, Japanese government. And awesome. Um yeah, they help out a little bit.
2: That's how you the community. And,
1: yeah and uh so yeah yeah so we know you know a lot of the japanese community here i used to think that the uh uh little tokyo was my house in buffalo but (laughs) but it but but it does seem like there's there's uh some families moving in tesla just opened a a a factory here and panasonic is doing some work with them so 50 new japanese families just moved in so cool uh yeah so we like to stay active you know with the japanese community here in in uh, buffalo and uh yeah, and, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, part of how we uh, try to do it, you know, help out with the uh, uh, Cherry Blossom Festival and uh, uh, a couple of the other events that they have throughout the year as well.
0: Yeah, it sounds really awesome. I actually have a, a yeah. friend uh, who was on the, on the JET program with me, and uh, he was from Buffalo, so I've always wanted to go because
1: he complains oh, about Come
0: he complains about how bad the the wings are here in Portland.
1: Yeah. So, well, I'll yeah. tell you if you came, well if you came today, man, it's about eleven degrees. It's really cold. Yeah, it's really really fun. cold. But uh, yeah, man, if you're ever coming, man, drop me a line. We'd love to uh, show you around, man. It's a it's a it's a fun place, man. I like it here a lot. Yeah, that'd be I lived cool. in LA. I lived in LA for about for about ten years mm. before uh, my wife and I moved to LA. From, she moved from Tokyo to LA. We lived there for about ten years, and then we moved here uh, uh, when I uh, when we had our daughter we moved back to Buffalo and
0: nice that's awesome we get get to make like nice snowman whenever it snows yeah. we don't get any snow <laughs> over this way oh well, we got Man a bunch last year oh last I, year we did but that was that was a, a crazy accident that we got snow last year
1: <laughs> I run out of it as quickly as I can I don't like it <laughs> Yeah, I don't like it I don't like it one bit yeah dummy
0: dummy dummy <laughs> <laughs> well cool right. um, so before we wrap up here I, I just wanted to to give you a chance, if there's any any last things you want our listeners to know yeah. and tell them tell them where they can go and where please they can please tell find us where to know.
2: where they can find all this awesome music.
0: Yeah, tell them where to get the music. Yeah,
1: well, you can get the music at goodcaramel.com, and that's spelled good caramel like C H A R A M E L. Or just search any of the band's names. It's Pinky Doodle Poodle, the Molise, Shona Knife, and uh, our uh, label will pop up. And uh, yeah, man, uh, Shonen Knife will be coming back next year. The Melise will be coming back next year awesome. in the spring. Yeah, so uh, lots of lots of good stuff coming up, and uh, you can also check out what's going on with uh, uh, the Guga dolls and my studio and my not-for-profit and stuff. If you go to Robbie's Lobby dot mm-hmm. com, yeah, Robbie's Lobby dot com, and uh, you can uh, check out all the stuff I've been talking about, man. Yeah,
2: and you also have—I um, think you had a nonprofit you were talking about. Is that the music? yeah? Music is
1: yeah art. it's Music is art. yeah it's org. yeah and uh yeah we uh every year we have Japanese bands come play uh our festival we have a festival here uh every summer with uh 15 stages we had this year oh, and uh yeah and uh Kurian, uh from Hokkaido uh came and uh did some spinning we've mm. had uh yeah yeah who is I don't know if you ever heard her before she's 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 off the hook man she's out of control amazing 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 producer uh yeah curion q r i o n uh and she actually just moved to los angeles but uh and i've been there malice has been there pinky Doodle poodle's been there sashimi's played there and uh yeah we 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 try our best to to intertwine some some uh something japanese (laughs) (laughs) uh into it because it's sort of a you know it's a little bit of a reflection of the people who throw the festival, and mm. you know we've always been involved. So, so yeah, so uh, yeah, that's musicisart.org, and uh, it's a not-for-profit. Here, we run summer camps for kids. We do uh, uh, battle of the bands. We do workshops. We do uh, uh, instrument drives. We refurbish instruments, put them back in schools, and it's all here in Buffalo, where I grew up. You know, okay. so it's pretty fun. That's awesome. And,
0: and when it when is that?
1: that's uh uh in september every year i believe september. it's the 8th yes yeah, september 8th i believe this year something like that yeah and uh yeah man so it's a super super lot of fun like i said runs all day all night and uh uh fireworks usually and and uh but yeah big big festival lots of art lots of food uh mm-hmm. djs uh dancers kids kids areas we have uh we had a, a tuk-tuk there this year, which was pretty cool, driving people around. So, yeah, all sorts of great stuff, man. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you guys too, man. You know, like, I mean, you guys do a really great job, you know, the whole Tofugu situation, man. You know, you guys do a really great job spreading, spreading, oh, thank you
0: know, you. Oh, the uh, yeah.
1: culture around here in the States. And, you know, I really kind of respected what you guys have been doing you yeah. know this
2: whole time so slowly well, uh, trying to brainwash everybody towards the yeah, right way well yeah
1: <laughs> i well i think it's really great you know that's why i reached out to you guys in the first place you know i was like wow you know i, I really dig what these guys are doing so cool thank you so much you know much. Uh, keep it up man i really appreciate it
0: yeah yeah we're, we're doing our best and um yeah so everybody listening check out the the tour dates for these bands because Apparently, it takes a lot of work to get them here. Yeah. So if, if they come here, <laughs> please you need please to go, go see, them. see them.
2: If they're near you, go see them. Yeah, if they're I mean, not if they're near not, you, go go, go go drive 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 eighteen hundred um, miles to go see them. Yeah,
1: well, well, thank you so <laughs> awesome, much, Robbie. Man. Absolutely, man. I really appreciate it, guys. And uh, you know, if you need anything at all, I'll give me a ring. I'll send you all some music. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks. All right, guys.
2: Woooey. That was a really great interview. I really appreciated Robbie stopping on through and giving us a bit of his time.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot too and I got some new favorite bands to listen to.
2: Yeah, yeah. The Malise. I actually really liked the, their single off the, I think it was called the Signs album. I listened to it this week and it was just really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I listened to Shonen Knife a lot in college, so now I'm going to go back and dig out all my albums and start listening to those again Mm. maybe get some new ones Uh, so now we've got some action items for you as we do every week yes and our first action item which we actually already talked about a little bit on the show is go see some japanese bands if they're near you yeah and if they're not near you like maybe just search on the internet like hey what are some japanese bands are they coming to the u.s or wherever i live
2: if they had to go through all the legal paperwork and gathering hundreds of pieces of evidence to prove that they just enjoy to play music you know showing that the fact that they play music as a career yeah uh yeah go see him i don't really get the i'll say i i, I didn't want to say it during like robbie's interview but i don't really understand the thing where it's like who's who's playing punk rock to scam people out of music out of money i mean like yeah i know it's like ah, oh,
0: musicians they must yeah, be making they must millions all be making and they're, millions they're gonna pull the wool <laughs> yeah. over everyone's it's eyes weird. Um yeah, you know those dangerous artists. Yeah. Watch out. So, yeah, go support some artists. And our second uh action item is to tweet something at Abe Shinzo.
2: Yeah, tweet Abe Shinzo um tweet at Abe Shinzo to talk to uh uh, god emperor trump about loosening the immigrant <laughs> <laughs> the loosening the restrictions on getting an artistic visa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're funny. they're they are pretty good buddies from all their golf yeah. photos, so
2: make a uh, make alliance even greater. Yeah, So make, say at the hat.
0: If their alliance is so good then yeah, yeah. maybe he can that can help get some Japanese yeah. bands over here. They're
2: not they're not coming over here with evil intentions. They're not a they're not draw a pyramid scheme. Mhm. But um <laughs> Um, <laughs> what's what's our next one? So I stop saying the words. Uh,
0: so our our last action item is actually to read some reviews. That's not an action item. Oh yeah. Oh wait, s- no, it is an action item. Uh, you need to uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Oh yeah.
2: And uh, let me see. Let's pull up a let's pull up a review here. What do we got here? All right, coming from Kaki Kami and we gotta say just a quick review. But my name is blah blah blah. And I actually go to school as an undergrad in Tokyo. Uh, I've been living here about two years and really relate to the stuff you all say. Um, blah, da, blah, da, blah, blah. Uh, your tangents have grown on me and I don't mind anymore because they are still entertaining and sometimes informative. So not all the time, just sometimes. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Um, well, anyways, I love you guys. And there's a guy at school who looks a lot like Koichi. And I always stare at him until he gets creeped out. Weird. But I am the one who who <laughs> I'm the one more creeped out <laughs> because I honestly believe he's Koichi. I don't think that's possible. Um, oh, and uh, what else we got yeah, here? Koichi oh.
0: does not go to your school no, unless I don't, who's I don't think so. who's here then? Yeah, well,
2: <sighs> unless there's he's, two. He's not here.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. He's in Japan right now. He's maybe in he's Japan.
2: R- maybe maybe he is. He's moonlighting as a student. <laughs> for one week at a time. <laughs> one week at a time. Yeah. He's he's going back to, he's getting an undergrad degree in Tokyo mm-hmm. for no reason. Um, <laughs> and last what we got down here. Uh, oh, recommendations about other podcasts in Japan would be great. Uh, no, you guys are the best one right now. No doubt. There we go. <laughs> All the love. And yes, I'm obsessed with Kabocha and Kaki. Fall in Japan is the best. Well, it's that the only true. season that exists in Japan.
0: <laughs> no, Japan's the only country with all four seasons. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was just fall. No. Oh,
2: I guess I'm wrong. I've never been to Japan, people. Yeah. So other
0: other Japan podcasts. Are there any others? Who knows? Actually, Just Japan podcast is nice. Let's cut that. I can't stop. <laughs> yeah, Mal's not good. letting me like, say I'm anything I'm nice just, about other No, i do not.
2: We're just going to cut it completely. I'm going to cut it completely. Okay. All right. Well, uh, and hold- I
0: have one little thing to read. It's not a review, but somebody actually tweeted at Abe Shinzo.
2: At least as far as we know, because they add, they tagged us as yeah, well. Yeah, because they
0: added us, so that helped us see it. Uh, they said, at Abe Shinzo, please give at Kemushi JP. That's Kemushi-chan from our last podcast. He said, please give Kemushi JP some of the cool Japan money. Thank you, Felipe oh, Vasquez. Uh, he actually did yeah, the action we item. we appreciate it. And now I'm sure Kemushi-chan... We'll get all the cool Japan money. money. So
2: if you guys want to hear amazing Japanese music, tweet at Abe Shinzo. So it'll probably work. Yeah, it definitely.
0: Anytime you tweet at Abe Shinzo, he does exactly what you ask. Yeah, Yeah. he is very accommodating. uh,
2: He's like that thing in that movie Big with uh, Tom Hanks, where he puts in a quarter (laughs) and yes, the Great Zoltar, the Great Zoltar. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I think that was his name. So, you know, we're, you're going to get that money, and then we're going to get these musicians to dance on pianos. Yeah. And then uh, work at a toy factory. Yeah. There we go.
0: Oh, man. If I, if I could turn into Tom Hanks, that'd <laughs> be pretty cool.
2: I hope it's Tom Hanks. I hope it wasn't just some dude. <laughs> I really hope it was Tom Hanks. I think it's...
0: Uh, uh, I think that's all we've got. Those are our three action items. Yeah. Please rate and review us. Please tweet at Abe Shinzo. And yeah. please go see Japanese go bands. see Japanese
2: bands and hit up a uh, good caramel records and support you know uh, indie music.
0: Yeah, yeah, they've got yeah. like a ton of YouTube videos on there where you can just listen yeah, to yeah, the yeah. music and it's it's, it's, it's actually good, stuff. good
2: music. It's not like we don't have we don't have garbage people on our show.
0: Yeah, we only have good people on yeah. our show. So thanks for listening. Thanks again to Robbie for being on the show, and yes. we'll see you next week.
2: All right, bye. Bye. bye.